people of Earth. Keep hope. Well, hello, everybody. What are we, Marla Joe? We are the, the Gig Hoes. I'm Willa. <laughs> I'm Marla. And guess who's here today? Who's here today? This fabulous drummer, Ricky Martinez. That's right, Ricky Martinez. Thank you, thank you. Who's amazing. Anybody that lives in the tri-state area probably has heard of a band he plays in called Wondrous Stories. It's just an amazing, amazing cover band. They'll play an entire album. They'll do the entire Dark Side of the Moon. They're just great. But he's done a lot of other things, too, which I just learned about. Um, He was the drummer for Sesame Street for 17 years. That's amazing. Yeah, it was great fun. Yeah, I bet. And we were talking about uh, Bob Cranshaw, who was the bass player for that. Bob was wonderful. He was really a mentor, because I show up, and here I am, a kid, surrounded by these incredible professionals. And one of them, Glenn Drews on trumpet, which you may know. Oh, Glenn, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Glenn was wonderful. Wally Kane on saxophone. yeah. And Jim Mitchell on guitar. But also you did other stuff on TV I didn't know about. Uh, a claymation show called Bump in the Night. Ah, Bump in the Night was great fun. What was that about? It was actually um, uh, a group of monsters that lived under a little boy's bed. Oh, perfect. And so he'd go to sleep, uh-huh. and then the adventure would begin. And there was a Mr. Bumpy, who was crazy. <laughs> go figure. And he had a best friend named Squishy. Uh-huh. And they had... Wait, a, let me guess. He was Squishy. He was Squishy. Yeah. And then there was um, the Molly Coddle, who was the comfort doll. Uh, and she was actually the little boy's sister's doll. Uh, but Molly would go to the little boy's room to hang out with Mr. Bumpy and Squishy. Marla and I know all about that, right? <laughs> We do? Going to hang out with the guys. Yeah, because that's... Oh, know. oh, yeah, in that I respect. Mean, that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, were we not the only women on the bandstand quite often? I, I used to tell the guys, don't worry, I'm one of the guys. I'm one of the boys. It's right. okay. Yeah, you know? I know. I mean, you know, I've heard things. <laughs> <laughs> you can name names. <laughs> well, yeah, I have to respect the dead, so I won't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then this says, you went, I love the name of this, you were on the Hippie Fest tour? The Hippie Fest tour, that's so great. With Rick Derringer, Uh, Dave Mason, Felix Cavallari, Mark Farner, and Gary White. That's him, that's him. That's so great. And finally, um, you have two new bands that you're kind of just launching now, too. And one is called Section 12. Section 12. That's the yeah. fun party cover band. Mm-hmm. And then another band called the Incredible AM FM Time Machine. Right. So, busy boy. And not to mention, of yes. course, the staple of all our lives club, club dates. dates. Club <laughs> dates. <laughs> club dates. Club dates. Right. So, Ricky. Never, ne- wait, just never not club dates, because we wouldn't be sitting in this house without club dates. That's right. No, I'm That's totally true. not That's knocking true. club dates. No, I know. I mean, yeah. but. This whole podcast, for instance, is all about club dates. Oh, of course. That's right. I mean, I always just like to say, hey, at least us musicians had a way to make a living. That's right. Absolutely. As, like the right. actors didn't like do weddings on the weekends. That's right. There's know? there's yeah. no club dates for actors. There's no I, club dates yeah, for actors. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I will say this. My osteopath has a club date thing. <laughs> That's funny. That, the first wedding band I was in, the bass player was an osteopath. <laughs> <laughs> so 
<laughs> I know. I was in a band. It was a cover band. And all the players were mega professionals. One was a lawyer and one was a doctor. And one was literally, you know how you say it's not brain surgery? Right. One of them was a brain, brain surgeon, surgeon, the bass player. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I just want to interject. Yeah. I was on hold with Morgan Stanley. I had to like talk to somebody. And he says, okay, please listen to music made by our employees. Oh, God. Wow. Every, everybody's a friggin' musician. Everybody. <laughs> Morgan, and, the, and it was terrible. Of course it was terrible. <laughs> My God. I had done this gig with the late, lovely, lovely Jerry Solomon, if you oh, knew yeah. Jerry. He was a wonderful bass player. I don't yeah. think I know him. Passed mm -hmm. away some years ago. Sweetheart of a guy. Brilliant. He was just like one yeah. of these closet geniuses. So anyway, so we're doing this gig in D.C., and at the Four Seasons Hotel, and the gig is over. Jerry says, let's get out of here, go to a bar. So we go to this bar, and we're sitting there, and there's a jazz band playing. And so, you know, we're drinking some beers, and all of a sudden, Jerry turns to me and goes, they're lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were. <laughs> they had this look on their faces like, we're sorry, we're doing our best. Dewey, okay. Cheatham, and Howe. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, my osteopath, his side hustle, his club date is he officiates at MMA tournaments on weekends. Wow. Because they legally need to have a certified doctor there. Right, right. And an ambulance. This is what I learned. What does MMA stand for? Mixed martial arts. Oh, okay. You yeah, know. the octagon. Guys yeah. beating themselves to a pulp. And women, too. <laughs> yeah. And the broken nose is one. Yes. He told me one guy thought he was blind for a couple of minutes. Oh, my God. But it's weird, because I see you, Ricky. I say, you know, how'd your weekend go? I see my osteopath. We're talking about our gigs, right? right. He had a gig. I had a gig. On my gig, I had to sing it last. On his gig, he had to, like, set a broken nose. And, you exactly. know. <laughs> but it's really, it's his version of club dates. You know? That's it. Yeah. You, know, you should tell him you adjusted somebody on the gig, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing what he's doing. That's, that's right. true. That'd be that's great. true. <laughs> All right. So let's begin here. Can you tell me the first gig that you remember that you got paid for? That's a good question. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. I was actually in high school. Mm -hmm. And there was a battle of the bands. Ooh. And my band was the only band that showed up. <laughs> so we won. <laughs> That's awesome. A woman comes over to us and says, well, no one else is here, so you win. Here's $50. Did you play? Yes. Oh, great. Yeah, we, okay. we, we played like a bunch of Kiss songs. Wow. You know? So so I know you brought some stories along. Yeah, actually, I thought of got? one while we were just talking. Mm. What A quick one I wanted to mention. Sure. He's, he's a lovely guy. It was um, with Rick Derringer, mm. and we're, we're on tour. And we're having dinner, and the band and the crew were all together. Is this during the Hippie Fest Yes, tour? this is during the Hippie Fest tour. <laughs> and Rick is religious, and he always has a Bible with him. Oh, my God, really? And so we all yeah. get our food, and we go to the tables, and there's three or four tables. I wind up sitting next to Rick. Uh -huh. And so I assume he's going to say grace. Right. So I just put my hands in my lap, and I wait. And everyone else sort of gets quiet and realizes, oh, we should wait for Rick. And then Rick realizes, oh, they're waiting for me. Yeah, yeah. So he picks up the Bible, stands up, and he says, Jesus, God bless these food <laughs> and these people. God bless you all. Wham! And he 
thumps the Bible. And we went, yeah! And we all started eating. Wow. What, but he was like kidding, right? I mean, no, but he's really religious. No, I understand that, but I mean, did he get into a religious fervor or was he sort of handing it up for the crowd? Who knows? No. <laughs> Who knows? But wow. it was wonderful. Wow. You know, we loved it. But uh, that was a great tour. All right. So do you have any stories in there that yes. are like sort of near the beginning of your club date career? Well, oh, that's interesting. The beginning of the club date I career. I like to go chronologically. I, ah, have, I have issues. I didn't know that. I took <laughs> I a bunch of notes control. and I just wrote things <laughs> down, you know. Well, I, no, you can say whatever you like. Well, I'll tell you one that this was a, a very, very funny one because I learned what the word machitza means, oh. the, the divider between men and women. Yes. So this is, God, years ago. Are you going to explain this, or do I need to tell the audience? Um, what, you can explain what Okay. It In a religious Jewish event, there will be a wall, sometimes permanent, sometimes temporary, usually temporary for the mm-hmm. party, that separates the men and the women while they are dancing. Yes. So do you want to tell them why? Well, <laughs> I suppose it's the same reason they don't want women singing on religious um, because they don't want the men to be tempted by the women dancing. Is that probably pretty Exactly. It? That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. So we're sitting there, me and uh, the rest of the people in the band, and we happen to have a female bass player, who you may know, Elisa Sunshine. Yes, we told player. that famous story about her where she had to be behind the screen. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Elisa's there sitting next to me, and we're just waiting for the event to begin. And all of a sudden, the caterer brings out this mechitza, the mm-hmm. temporary wall. Someone from the other side says... In Hebrew, blah, 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 Mechitza. And the caterer says, yes, Mechitza. And the other guy says, no, Mechitza. He says, yes, Mechitza. And the caterer is like, his attitude is, you're not paying. Get out of my way. And he pulls the wall, and the guy goes, wham. And I said, oh, my God. I've never seen anything like this. And the caterer takes off his jacket and kapow. So they're hitting each other. They're in the hitting th- each other. Oh, no. I mean, it's All like a movie. Yeah. They're really going at it. Now, like, both sides of the family are pouring out, you know, and trying to tear them apart. Holy crap. And we're thinking, oh, no. Oh, my God. Like, what's happening? <laughs> and I hear Elisa say, Mejitza comes out. Elisa goes home. <laughs> 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 so true. And so, so true. they took away the mechitza, uh. and then it was kind of quiet for a while. And then they brought Wait, were up. Were they dancing? I mean, did you play? No, music? no, not that. This had yet to start. This uh. was the pre show. Right, right. <laughs> so the, the gig hadn't even started. The gig hadn't even started. And then they bring out these tall potted plants. And that <laughs> was the mechitza. <laughs> oh that my was God. the compromise. <laughs> <laughs> so they have this row of about a half dozen potted plants, you know. That's great. <laughs> I love how everyone's religion has like certain, you know, this is as far as we'll go. You know, oh, a potted plant is okay. Po- right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That is amazing. Well, in terms of how cultures celebrate differently, right? We did a Bukharian wedding ceremony at one of those giant marble and glass kind of places in mm-hmm. Woodside on a roof with like astroturf on it. And it was <laughs> sounding good already, right? Yes. Super hot, you know, 95 degrees at night. Oh, God. They're all dressed to the nines. You know, the women are in giant glittery gowns. The men have enough brill cream in their hair to, you know, anyway... So there was a DJ and there was the band, right? And they had five of us in the band sitting on the side. And then the DJ was up on the altar there with the bridal party, right? And he was also officiating. We were there for the bride's side. He was there for the groom's side. I've never seen this before. 
so we were going to play music for the bride side when they came up, but the groom side came up first, and that was the DJ's thing. And he starts with the disco beat, right? Bum ba da 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 bum, right? And louder than the voice of God, you know. And here comes Grandma. Let's give a round of applause for Grandma. Bum da da bum da da bum da da. And these giant sparklers eight feet high are going up on either side of the aisle while Grandma's dancing down the aisle, right? And they're doing all this stuff. And then it's our turn, and we're like playing our little and he's still so loud, you know, like this. Then the groom gets up there and he puts his arm around the groom, the DJ, and the music's still going. Bum ba da bum ba da. I love the look on your face, Marla. It's great. <laughs> bum ba da bum. Hey, uh, Schlachem, you know. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel? You feeling good? You know, you are ready to see your bride? It's like, let's make a deal or something, right? And then the little kids, the flower girl, yeah, and yeah. the ring bearer. They are in a little mini Mercedes, and they're driving down the runway with wow. the eight-foot-high sparkles oh going like God. this, and a bum da da bum da da bum. And then the bride comes down, same thing, bum da da bum da da bum. It's like God. the nuttiest thing I ever saw in my life. And then weeks later, I went to the dentist, and it was a young Indian woman, right? And I, I tell her about this, and she goes, Oh, yeah, we do that in India all the time. So you just, everybody's got their own way of, you know. All right, so where were we? You had you had some notes. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, I had some. All right, so which one are you going to tell us? You're going to tell us your funniest one? What is What category do you think this well, one comes here's, in? Here's a short one. Okay. okay. So this is with, what did you call it? Schmank Spain? <laughs> oh, no. Flank, Flank Stain. Flank Stain. Flank Stain. So this is... This huge <laughs> flank steak, this, <laughs> this huge expensive bar mitzvah. Of it's like money was no object. Mm-hmm. You know? It was just unbelievable amounts of stuff. And so they, they had this bandstand that had three levels. Oh, I love so that. So I'm on the drums way up in the back. Of course you are. And I'm looking up over, like, what's happening in the front? Mm-hmm. And there's the bar mitzvah kid, and there's a cake. That has like a thousand candles on it. Oh, I said, what is going on? <laughs> and the kid apparently, like, I mean, he was an, an athlete, so there's all these little figures on it. Right. And they have candles on them. Well, they start calling up family members. Right. Grandma Yetta, Grandpa Yetta, they, the other one, the other I one. Just let me explain to the audience who doesn't know that the oh, bar yes. mitzvah cake is each family member is going to come and light one of those candles exactly. on the cake. Okay. And they take a picture, yeah. you know, and so... They begin to light candles, and they're lighting candles. And something in my head goes, Mm. "Uh Uh (laughs) uh-oh. And gradually, it turns into a blaze. And the kid is just staring at the cake. And he turns to the band leader, and he just says, so quietly, cake's on fire. (laughs) And everybody goes, ah! It's <laughs> just standing there. Cake's on fire. Uh, I mean, it's supposed to be only 14 candles, but right. they had to be excessive just because they had the money for yeah. more exactly. candles. Yeah, yeah. More exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love that one. Cake's uh, on fire. That's good. Cake's on fire. So I had wonderful. the flaming guest. Uh, you had a flaming guest? Flaming guest, yeah. Yeah, it was at the Crest Hollow Country Club, you know, when we played there, and there were parties in every room, and uh, they would bring out the Viennese table. We always played, well, later we played Disco Inferno. Of course. Because the Viennese table audience always had a lot of sparklers on it. Right. And I was always, <laughs> you know, I like to eat, so especially sugar. And, and my brother, when he was the band leader, he would always say, 
Ladies and gentlemen, follow Willa to the Viennese table. Because, like, as soon as we stopped playing, I was out. I was moving for the Zeppelis. But before we played Disco Inferno, we were playing Song of the Flame. You know Song of the Flame? Yeah. Fast two. Da, 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 Yes. So they're playing, we're playing Song of the Flame. They're rolling in the tables. One of the tables, they're all collapsible tables. And the legs oh, no. on one of them collapses and the table goes on a tilt and there's all these cans of Sterno Sterno audience for those oh. of you who don't know is this little pots of like petroleum or something yes, yes. and you can light them on fire and then you can keep your hot desserts hot one of these cans of Sterno goes flying and hits a guest who was wearing a purple velvet jacket it hit him on the back and set his jacket on fire and we're playing and he's on fire and Dave Barrett was the band leader a guy was like a high school teacher and kind of a big burly guy he tackles the guy immediately <laughs> runs off the bandstand tackles the guy rolls him around on the floor right and we're still playing right and he puts the guy out he puts the fire out and then the band leader psych Hogan he goes to Pat hit the symbol hit the symbol he goes Right? And goes, ladies and gentlemen, how about that Dave Barrett? Right? That's Song great. of the Flaming Jacket. That is <laughs> and, great. And forever after in our brains, that was the flaming guest. Wow. That's wonderful. Mm. Can That's... you top that, Ricky? <laughs> I know, really. Oh, I don't know if I can top that. Yeah, but. But. Oh, I shouldn't say that. that no, you should sure. say, say it. Say it. <laughs> no, it'll get us in trouble. Right. I'll cut it out if it disguise it. <laughs> okay. So, doing this very high end wedding, mm. very high end. Okay. And the guests were all celebrities and, oh. and completely recognizable people. You know? Were they like music biz celebrities? Oh, a- actor oh, celebrities? across the board, okay. from politics to business. To, mm. But everybody was a familiar face. Wow. TV, film mm. people. This is. High-end event. Okay. Well, apparently, someone in the family was... Oh, so this is like a wedding? Yes, this okay. is a wedding. Someone in the family supports this particular bird. Okay. In, an Arctic bird. <laughs> and they wrote a poem for this Arctic bird. <laughs> anyway, they go up to the microphone and they do this. Person at the event is looking away, trying so hard to take this seriously oh my God. and not break into laughter. This guy was serious. When they he... are serious. And... <laughs> and we're all just sitting there, and the band leader says. <laughs> we start to play. Do you remember something. what song? I was just thinking what... Freebird. <laughs> Freebird. Oh my God. Like, oh what my could you play God. at that moment? We started to play. And See, this is why you get the like, big money, Marla, because you're always thinking. <laughs> always thinking. Just, and then finally we, we get a break. And I'm walking down the corridor. I say, where's the restroom? They go, just down there. And as I'm walking, I see this incredibly statuesque woman come past me. And I look up at her Mm. and I realize it's Dr. Crusher from Star Trek. And I went, and she went, oh no, a Trekkie. She just took off. Gates McFadden. Gates McFadden, yeah. Wow. Was she as beautiful in person? 
Oh, yes. Yes, she's yes. quite beautiful. Yeah. They brought her back in Picard. Yes, I saw. Yes. Are you kidding? I'm yeah. a Trekkie. I know, me too. I've, I've seen me all too. the Star Trek. How is it that none of us, and I'm assuming you haven't either, how is it that none of us have ever played a Star Trek-themed wedding? How, how is that possible? That's true. Maybe I bar never, mitzvahs. I haven't played a Star Trek-themed bar mitzvah Although, yes. one wedding I did, we actually played the theme to TNG. That was great really? because whoever prepared the charts did a fabulous job. Oh, wow. The bride and groom came into the room and went, and it was great. TNG, for anyone that isn't a Trekkie, is the next generation. It's one with Patrick Stewart, also known as Jean Luc Picard, also known as, in my lexicon, Captain Daddy. So do you have in there, because one thing I always wonder about is the club date that was so humiliating that you wish you could forget it. Oh, God. See, I didn't write that one down. No. <laughs> He's trying but to forget I it. I do have one. I'm trying to forget it, really. I do have one that was very strange. Like oh, yes. We thought the party was over. And? And so what happens is the mitzvah mom is a micromanager, and she's trying to control every moment of everyone's life. Even the guests, you know, everybody's like, what is going on? No, the fork goes here. And, and no, you should look like this. And the waiter should stand straight. And the band oh, is like... And don't you hate that? They have an illusion of yes. what the, sh- the party should be. Absolutely. And her husband is like trying to calm her down. Trying to calm, and she's getting crazier and crazier and crazier. Wow. And some her husband offers her a glass of wine. And he says, drink the wine. Please sit down. Drink the wine. And she's getting upset. And she's in the middle of the dance floor. And she says, no, no, no. And the wine is spilling. She ah. slips, kabam! <gasps> she falls on her arm and breaks her wrist. Oh my god! Wait, did she like she spilled she the wine and then she slipped on the wine? Exactly. Break that wrist! Exactly! Yeah. Wham! She just went down. Wow. She broke her wrist. An ambulance comes. <gasps> they reel in a gurney. They, these guys pick her up and they put her on the gurney, and she's like, "Oh no! I'm ruined! I'm ruined!" And then and everyone wheeling. had a great time. After. And the husband turns around and he says. Party continues! And he turns to the band. Music! Make it happen! And we started to play, and it turned into a great right. party. Wow. i got to think of the appropriate song at that moment, Yeah, too. celebration. <laughs> celebration. Celebration. Yeah. How can I miss you when you won't go away? That's true. The bitch, I mean, the the, bitch is gone. The, 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 <laughs> there was, there was one where, where the band got chastised by the guests. This guests? was wild, yeah. Multiple guests? Yeah. Like half the family came from Nebraska. Oh. And so they say you have to do the chicken dance. You have to do the chicken dance. In Nebraska. (laughs) Right. Right. And they were like, come on, make it happen. Mm. We start to play the chicken dance. And, you know, there's the two parts to it. Right. Exactly. There's the chicken part. Right. They stopped. And stared at us. They didn't said, know the other part. What are you doing? This is the New York chicken dance. <laughs> right. Well, what happened is That's they said tough chicken. They said you're doing it wrong. Oh um, my god! And the band leader said, "But this is the way we know it." They threw their eyes to the sky and uh, oh, the Nebraska. The Nebraska. And the, the Nebraskans said, "Fine, just do it your way." <laughs> and they were so unhappy. Wow. And. Later on, I learned that the way they did it in Nebraska mm. was they would do the chicken part slow, but then the polka is always fast, and the chicken part gradually speeds up to meet the polka. 
And these are the important things in life. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Because the way they do it here in New York right. is both sections start slow, slow and, and both sections gradually right speed up. Yes. But in Nebraska, the yes. polka is always fast. Well, that makes sense. There's a lot of Polish people in Nebraska. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that answers that. I'm glad I became a DJ. <laughs> uh, the gig I was on last week, we're doing a slamming disco set, you know, top 40 set. Right. And the guitar player turns to me and he, I, you can't see me audience, but he makes those moves like flapping your wings. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And he goes, you know, and he makes the move again. And it turned out they wanted to do the chicken dance. <laughs> out of like, That's how you know. band leaders call the chicken yeah. dance. Exactly. They go, they I, I don't care. I love it. Okay, into da 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 How did that happen? That's fabulous. I know. I love it when crazy things happen like that. <laughs> One of the best ones ever. This was at that place that was on the FDR, the, the, the Brookstone, the, the, the something. Okay. Anyway, so so I'm with this band, and we're doing a wedding there. Mm -hmm. And the guests are getting crazier and crazier, and we're playing these Springsteen songs. People are jumping up and down. Suddenly, the bass player is shoving me. Uh -huh. And I turn, and I go, what? And he says, throw me out into the audience. <laughs> I said, what? And he goes, pick me up, pick me up. Throw me out there. Throw me, throw me. And I said, you're joking. He says, hurry before it's too late so we pick him up and we threw him out and he's body surfing with at the, the wedding with, with the, the bass wow and like i said oh no his cords so like we're reaching out we unplug his bass and he's body surfing oh over the God. guests was he high no he was <laughs> just he was happy about he it. He was though. happy. And the <laughs> guests are loving it because he was a very slight guy, you know? So oh, I see. they're like tossing him and, wow. and then he's shouting, pull me back, pull me back. <laughs> and we like pulled, by the cord, right? Exactly. And we pulled him back. And it was just like, wow. wow. I've wow. never seen anything this like that. This was a wedding? This was a wedding. Wow. Like a formal wedding? Yeah. Wow. Bride and white and everything. In fact, mm. what happened next mm -hmm. was crazy. Okay. The the bride specifically said she did not want a conga line. Mm. But some of the guests went into a conga line uh -huh. and they're singing hot, 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 yeah. hot, hot, hot. Okay. So I start to sing hot, hot, hot. Right. I feel on fire. Me yeah. soul's on fire. Yeah. Feeling. Now all the guests are getting into a conga line. The bride crosses her arms right. and is saying, nope, 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 well, nope. Well, how do you stop nope. it? And they're, they're shaking her. Come on, come on. And she's like, no, no, no. It's like she's stamping her feet. It's my wedding. No conga line. No. I, I know exactly that moment, how you felt. Because I did a, a lead once, and instead of singing, and the bride cuts the cake, you know, some brides still want that. How right. we used to, like, play the first dance as background. So, like, that's over. They bring the cake back. And then she comes over to the side of the stage. She's standing there with her hands on her hips. You ruined my wedding. You ruined my wedding. I was like, what? what, what, what? I said, we'll bring the cake out. We'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too late. So, yeah. like, And it, you ruined it because you sang The Bride Cuts the Cake? Because I didn't. Oh, because you didn't sing The Bride Cuts the Cake. Because I sang her first dance, whatever the fuck that right. was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our podcast is rated E. That's right. Life. We could say whatever the <laughs> frick we want. <laughs> Oh my God! Here's, here's a, a, a great upset wedding. story. I'll never forget. This is good. This is Upsets great. are good. Let's hear your upset so, story. So this is uh, we're doing this <laughs> this gig upstate, and we're waiting on the keyboard player. On in New York upstate. Yeah, New okay. York upstate, and the 
band leader is getting crazier、mm-hmm. and crazier, and he's a high-strung guy anyway. Right. And he's just like, "Where is this guy? Where is this guy? Where is this guy?" And how late is this guy already? He's he ends up being twenty minutes late、Ooh. for the ceremony. Oh. And he comes in, and he, there was tons of traffic. This is the keyboard player. This is the keyboard player who's supposed to be doing the ceremony. Audience, you really need the keyboard player on the ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. And so. He had this cart with like his amp and all the doodads and his keyboard on it, and he comes in rattling and ka cha ka cha ka cha ka cha ka cha ka to the ceremony room. Into the ceremony while、so、they're having the ceremony. Right. Well, there's no ceremony yet because everybody's waiting、oh, for him.、Oh. So he's wheeling his stuff in. While this is going on,、mm-hmm. there is a flautist who won't stop talking about this brand new microphone that he bought,、uh-huh. and he's going on and on about. <laughs> Impedance levels and the cardioid shape and blah blah—all this tech jargon about、yeah. microphones. Right. So, finally, the keyboard player goes into the shul、mm-hmm. to discover that the band leader is trying to calm the bride down.、Uh. There's the keyboard player. The band leader turns to him and just starts to shout at him. Right. The keyboard player is having none of it. He shouts right back. Okay. The bride begins to、oh, cry.、No. What's going、God. on at my wedding? <laughs> and while this is taking place,、yes. you hear. And <laughs> <laughs> the flute player showing off. <laughs> Everybody freezes. Was the flautist like providing his sound trap, or just、stops. showing how good the mic was? Yeah, the band leader turns to him and says, "What are you doing?" And he says, "I have to hear what the mic sounds oh, like." Right, wow. <laughs> oh right! Wow! Wow! Just completely oblivious. Wow! Oh my god! I have. A, I don't know if this is relating, but um. You know how we talked about food before, so like the band is hungry, and you know、oh, I can't wait for the Vietnamese table to come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Vietnamese table. They and I was the leader, and they kept saying this over and over. The Vietnamese I, table. And then I announced it that way. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, it, it was like the honeymooners when he kept saying Palapanese at the party. Exactly. Vietnamese table. And, and like everybody in the place, their jaw dropped. <laughs> And then I try to back up, and I mean, I mean the Vietnam. I mean, and see, I'm doing it again. <laughs> you see what I mean? It's like it just happened. The Viennese table. The Viennese table. The Viennese table. The Viennese table.、Okay. Oh, I, I love that. The Vietnamese table. <laughs> yeah, you never heard that? <laughs> no, I never heard. Well, because when, whenever there's sushi at the events, I just kind of pull up a chair to the sushi table. <laughs> oh my god! My face. Well, that's different. That's at the beginning. The Viennese table's at the end. Exactly.、That's... They didn't even have sushi, and then when we started, I mean,、no. we're lucky.、No. I may have some know, good food yeah. there. Yes, I should tell the audience the buffet is at the cocktail hour. That's one thing. The Viet the <laughs> the Viennese table is all desserts. My favorite part. Sometimes when they're mean and they don't feed us, that's the only food we can get. That's right. And, and if it's like at a kosher affair, sometimes it tastes terrible because、right. they use milk replaced non dairy creamer. Yeah, yeah. soy. It, Everything is soy. Not、based. even. No, not no, no. Even. This was like the fake milk. Ooh. Yeah, that's. They made cakes、stuff. like that, and then、yeah. they used to put two cakes together at、right. certain places when they had half a cake from one party and half、uh, a cake. Really? Oh, I never saw that. Wow. So yeah. So let me ask you this.、Mm-hmm. What piece of advice would you give to sixteen-year-old Ricky Martinez、mm-hmm. at his his first Battle of the Bands gig that he、right. got paid fifty bucks for?、Right. I mean, clearly, you wouldn't say don't be a professional musician because you've had a great time being a professional. Oh yeah, it's been great. But <clears throat> what what piece of advice do you think he could have used the most then? 
Um, I would say practice more. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. Practice Cause, more cause than you so think good. you have to. Oh, okay. I'll always practice more. All right. And the other thing I would say is be aware that this is a business. You know, mm. if you make friends along the way, that's wonderful. But nobody's there to be your friend. Everyone's there to get the job done. Right. And especially the people that hire you. Right. And if they don't like what you're doing, they'll simply replace you with someone else. Right. And so it's important to go in with the right professional attitude right from the beginning. Absolutely. Great advice to yourself and to anyone else listening that <laughs> yeah, does this. Yeah, right. it is. It is. I mean, how many times, you know, like the jazz guy is like, <laughs> and doesn't know the chords to any song. Exactly. Right. Sorry, jazz guy. <laughs> Wherever you are. Because <laughs> I'm you sure really you're great at gas. You have a hard on for the jazz guy. Well, because we had so many jokes. I you know, know. We, we did this on another podcast. Yeah. The jazz right. guy says, if you give me a ride, I'll give you $2 yeah. for gas. <laughs> that wow. was the jazz guy. I never guy. heard that one. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that, it was a John the, no, but it's true. It's true. If you have a professional attitude, you're halfway there. Right. Already. Yeah, if, if you can just get along with people, mm -hmm. it makes a big difference. And if you listen. Exactly. I realize I've been doing this for like 40 years. All of us. Yeah. It's frightening how long we've been doing it. Oh, God, yes. I know. Uh, but it's, it's exciting that we can still do it. Not only that. Yeah. I mean, this gig I was on on Thursday, I, I knew some of the players. I never had worked with that band leader never worked with that drummer. But I was just happy to be on a gig with good players. You know, and the trumpet player had that kind of jaded attitude. He's going, oh, you know, you know, it's hot. It's another gig. I said, frankly, if I can get on a bandstand with good players, I'm happy. Yeah. You know? Makes a good, makes a big difference. It really, really does, you know. Well, just to be, yeah, like you said, just to still get to do it. Sure. I, I remember doing a job with um, the uh, office that's gone. Can I say? Yeah. Stephen Scott. Oh, They're yeah. not around anymore. This must have been like 83 before I, I went to, uh, to the other one. <laughs> and um, in fact, I remember exactly where we were. It was the Fairlawn Jewish Center. Mm. And we did a bar mitzvah. Fine, no problem. We're packing up. And for the next party, a DJ was coming in. But back in those days... The beginning of the end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the DJ had this big cart full of boxes of records. Right. And there records. were these light rigs yeah. that were folded down. Right. And they would upright them and turn the lights on and turn on the turntables mm -hmm. and play the records. So, But I'd never seen anything like that. So here comes this guy pushing this thing in past the bandstand. And I say to the band leader, what's that? And he says to me, that's the end. Wow. <laughs> wow. The end of our business. Wow. I said, what do you mean? He mm. said, you'll see. Wow. Who was the band leader that said oh, that? Oh, he, he's gone now. Kevin Robinson. Oh, I don't know him. Do you? That rings a bell for me. I never worked with him, though. Was he a bass player? No, he played guitar. Oh. Yeah. No, know. the... Uh, wow. Oh, I don't know yeah. everybody from Stephen Scott. So what's like, you, do you have one favorite all-time story that's sort of like the one? Oh, you're kidding? Yeah, let me hear it. One of my favorites. Good. One that's of my fun, favorites. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, wonderful Wait, I just have to say, what an easy guest you are to interview. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I love this. This yeah. is wonderful. Can I come back tomorrow? Yeah, right. <laughs> I need a third co-host. <laughs> Hi, we're here with Willa, Marla, and Ricky. And Ricky. And we're interviewing... <laughs> And we're going to do the... Yeah, the Smart list has three hosts. That's true. The, the chicken dance, the way they do it in Nebraska. That's right. Exactly. The right way. Ba -da 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 -da. <laughs> so, okay. So we're at this... Uh, it's uh, a bar mitzvah. The Fairlawn. 
Jewish. No, no, th- yeah, that that was the other one. No, oh. this is this is now a different place. Okay. So, the band leader, sweetheart of a guy, I love the guy. He has a very heavy Israeli accent. He says, "Now we're going to play this tape. It's very special, so we don't play. We have to listen." And they play this recording, and apparently, I don't know how the family got it, but there was this big celebrity in Israel, and she made a specific tape for this kid. Wow. And the recording, you hear all this music playing, and she says, oh, we're very happy for you, whatever the kid's name was. And she says, and now for all of you in the family and the audience, are you ready to party with us? All right, let's get going. And then we began to play. Mm -hmm. So now we're playing these songs. And then later on, they play the recording again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when they get to, are you ready to party with us? The female singer turns around, bends over, and points to her behind. (laughs) Are you ready to party with us? (laughs) And we fell off the stage. We couldn't believe. And she did it so casually. Like, and then she just turns around, stands up, and starts to sing again. And and we're all quaking. We couldn't Uh, stop laughing. Oh, my God. Uh, Marla, have you ever had that, like, something happen? You were all laughing so hard you just couldn't play anymore? Um, I'm trying to remember. Offhand, I can't think of something like that. I feel like it happened more in the old days than now. Yes, that's true. Yeah. I have a great... Bob Cranshaw story. Like oh, goody. Okay. Well, uh, so, well before I, I actually just, it's not like a laughing out loud thing, but um, my old band leader, he's not around anymore. He used to like take chicken off the kids' plates. <laughs> what? <laughs> and eat it. And then he would like leave it on the middle of the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was worth mentioning. That is. And that made us laugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. great. So what about Bob? Okay, so Bob Cranshaw is... The bass player on this television show, and um, not Sesame Street. No, this is not. This is years ago. This goes way back before Sesame Street. Right. So the host Mm. of this TV show, he was a little bit of a skirt chaser, or that was the rumor. Right. So at the time, the whole jet set scene was very popular. Sixties. Right. And they had as guests three airline stewardesses. Oh my. And so. The band is sitting there, and the host is, like, salivating over these women. And he says, oh, you're all so beautiful, so yeah. beautiful. And, and, well, you know, we're careful about what we eat. Oh, we watch Lordy. our weight. And the host says, oh, don't you wake up in the middle of the night and you want a piece of cheese cock? <laughs> and the whole band explodes. And the director starts to scream, play something, play something, play something. Uh, strawberry <laughs> cheese cock, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which makes me want to tell the following story. So I know, uh, so I know I've mentioned Cy Kogan before, and he would have us play, you know, two-hour sets with regularity, and right. it was at the Manhattan Beach Jewish Center. Ah, uh, yes, that, by the way. Yes. That's where the Mahitza fight was. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in Brooklyn, and it was a Sunday morning, which means that we'd already played Friday night and two gigs on Saturday, and we probably were working on two hours of sleep, you know. Of course. So Pat was the drummer, Pat Atkins, who's dearly departed lovely now. Guy, but lovely guy, lovely guy. One of his nicknames was the snapper because he could snap. So it's that same situation where there were three levels. He was on the riser on the top. Larry was, my brother was on the gig. Another guy was playing guitar. Anyway, 
Pat kept wanting a break, and Cy kept waving him off. And then Cy had to go talk to the bride, and he told us to keep playing. And that was it. Pat couldn't take it anymore. So he... And he's talking like Popeye, you know, muttering that motherfucker. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So he jumps uh, off the bandstand. And so I played clarinet and sax, right? He jumps off the bandstand, comes running around to the front of the stage. And so I was on the ground level, like, and, and he turns his back. And the whole audience, you know, everyone's there in the room. He turns his back to the crowd. He opens his fly. He pulls out his cock, oh and he God. rubs it on the oh. reed of the clarinet, of size clarinet, right? Mm, it's better than peeing in it, I guess. And but. we are dying, and the guitar player is just sitting there with his, like, his mouth hanging on going, I don't believe it. Just, just like your guy had said, you got to be kidding me, man. You're kidding me, man. Yeah, right, right. He's like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And then, you know, and Pat's muttering like Popeye the whole time. You know, and then he zips it up and he gets back to his drums. And now Sly comes back, right? And he picks up the clarinet. Oh, no. And he starts to play. And we were just gone. We couldn't function. We could not function. Did you, he ever find out? No, no. No, nobody was about to tell him what. <laughs> Are you oh, no. But we just couldn't function for a good two minutes. Huh. Oh, 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 my God. You know, sometimes there was... You're the, looking the, through your notes. Is there yeah, anything? Of course, of course. Actually, here's, here's a very funny one. There's a lovely actress, Tova Felchu. Oh, sure. I remember her from the miniseries The Holocaust. Right. And I, I think back in those days, I had a kind of a mini crush on her. Mm-hmm. And so this is just about the time... She begins to do Law and Order, right. the TV show. Right. So she's kind of now back into the public consciousness. So I'm doing this this gig with a band, and we're at the New York Palace. Right. Uh, you know the place on Madison we'll Avenue. The Helmsley. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry, the Helmsley, Helmsley Palace. Palace. Yeah. So we're at the Helmsley Palace now. The Helmsley Palace, when the band takes a break, there's really nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So we wound up just sort of sitting on the giant staircase. Right. So we're at the top of the right, staircase. Right, right. I remember. That's where we'd have to sit because there was nowhere to, yeah. yeah. There's there's no other room for the band to escape to. They so want the band to disappear for the audience. They don't want you to be there on your break. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So so we're at the top of the staircase and there's 15 of us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a lot of bodies. We're at the top. <laughs> yeah. And the doors open and this beautiful woman in this beautiful persimony peach colored dress mm. comes out and it's Tova Felchu. Right. And I jump up, uh-huh. Tova Felchu! And 14 <laughs> voices go, who? Who? <laughs> 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 and I run down the steps and I go, yeah. oh, Miss Felchu, yeah. please allow me to escort you to your table. Yeah. And she goes, that's wonderful. Aww. And she takes my arm and I'm beaming. Aww. And I take her all the way to her seat and I come back and they, all the guys in the band look at me and they go, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? And I said, yeah. Tova Felch, a beautiful actress. Yeah. And they're like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think that's a good, that's, that's a good place to end with a happy story. What? She was in that Broadway show we saw. That's right. Right. Which one? Oh, yeah, she was. Um, Funny Girl. Right, she was in Funny Girl. We saw oh, Funny really? Girl. Yeah, yeah. She played the mother. We said, Tova. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, remember Ricky? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ricky, it's one of the, you've been a delightful 
delightful guest. Oh, thank, uh, thank you so much. I'll see you tomorrow. Much. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> Sunday. Yeah, we have a gig Sunday. Thank you so much for coming by. Don't forget, so your two new bands are the incredible AM FM, FM Time, Time Machine. Machine. And the other one is... Section 12. Section 12. Okay. And you can also always follow Ricky in Wondrous Stories. He's really a great drummer. It's a great band. And uh, that's it. So may your gigs be plentiful. May your GPS signal never falter. Yes, and we are the gig hoes. <laughs> so now it's time for Credit of the Week. Credit of the Week. Oh, he sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'd like to talk about uh, I'm Going Nowhere, which was actually on British radio. It's uh, a song I did with a group called The Working Class, which actually Warren was the unofficial drummer, and Tiny Battaglia, and Rick Finch, who was the bass player and kind of musical genius behind Casey and the Sunshine Band. So I wrote this song on my 30th birthday when I was really suicidal and I thought my life was over because I was no longer officially young. How old were you? 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny, right? And it's funny because people think it's a funny song, and I guess I guess it is, but, you know, Woody Allen says comedy is tragedy plus time plus distance. So when I recorded it, we had a house in Queens, and we, we set up the studio in the basement, and what was the laundry room became the control room, and we would run outside, you know, because there was no window or anything. And it was great, because the song, you'll hear it, it sounds like a carnival. Uh, Louis Cordelezzi played soprano sax, and Warren played drums, and I, I distinctly remember he was playing, and I had the headphones on, and I was dancing around him like a sailor while he was playing. It was just really so much fun to do. It actually did make the top ten on British radio, which was killing me, because I was here and not there, so I never got to hear it. Yeah, there's, they nothing, would just, there's nothing like hearing it on the radio oh, when you're just, driving in your yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, they would call and say, you know, oh, and I'm like, oh, God, it killed me. But uh, I really love this song. So we're going to put it up on SoundCloud, and uh, here it is. It's a great song. To hear the full song, follow the link on the Gig Hose Facebook page. The Gig Hose podcast is produced and recorded by Marla Joe and Willa Bassan, also known as the Gig Hose. Thanks to Jeremy Goldberg for opening voiceover.